Coming to you from the Black Swan Media Studios, this is Fireside Chats, talking to the real difference makers in the world. Now, here is John Crump. Well, it is Thursday, and that's one day closer to Friday, so that has to be a good thing. Uh, I'm not going to be commenting on what's going on with NRA, I don't even ask. A new uh, audio podcast that is going up. So the podcast is going to be an audio forum across all spectrums right now. You can go to podcast.crumpy.com and you can go ahead and check out the audio podcast right now. It, the first one is episode 101 with the PPU Jew. Before we get into anything, I just want to say hi to Rich out there. How you doing? I just want to say thank you to Gun Critic. Gun Critic is what is making this podcast possible right now. They have come on as a sponsor uh, through the end of this week, and uh, I I really can't say enough about Gun Critic. Gun Critic is also the company that saves gun streamers. They're really, really great guys over there. You can go visit them at guncritic.com and gun streamers. Gun Critic is basically like a rotten tomato for guns and i love it i mean it helped me out whenever i want to purchase something i check out gun credit because i can see an aggregate of all the reviews coming together and it's it's a great place just want to remind everyone that uh super chats are open and you can get a patch today's patches is uh we have the uh, goa patch there we have the standard my patch the quarter for tyrants and for ten dollars you can get this bad boy and for 25 a super chats or also my patreon patreon.com slash you can get uh for 20 on patreon and 25 here you can get a signed book the five dollars is to cover the shipping rich you you will have your sign because i'm gonna uh in a couple Yours is already pulled out, and just me and Bella. All proceeds go to help my niece Bella, who is fighting against the IPG, which is an aggressive form of childhood brain cancer. All Patreon, all super chats, everything go there. Um, uh, and now I want to bring a guest fresh off his vice appearance, and I think a lot of people might have questions for this guy. Um, in fact, I saw a post today. Where people are questioning whether he is real or he have ulterior motives or whatnot. And instead of just letting people guess and talking comments, I decided I was going to have him on the show. And we're, we will see. I mean, you can ask him questions and everything else. And also talk about some misconceptions maybe that are out there. So without further ado, I want to bring in... Mr. Mike Dunn. Hey, how's it going, John? What is up, Mike? So, this this might not be a fluffy, fluffy interview because there might be some tough questions, but I think think you can handle it, and I think that you understand why we, everyone wants to get these questions answered. Yes, sir, totally. Uh, I have a lot of the questions answered for myself, but there's people out there that don't. So we can go ahead and go ahead and address some of these right now. 
All right. Sounds good. The biggest – well, let's start out with who you are. Give us a little rundown of Okay. Um, so, as all of you know, my name is Mike Dunn. Um, I'm 19 years old. I signed the contract for the Marine Corps at 17 years old. And I ended up with a heart issue a few months ago um, and uh, was medically discharged from the Marine Corps honorably. And I'm a patriot. I love guns. I love freedom. I love America. And that's about the best, the best background and a little bit about myself as summarized as I can make it. All right. And for Rich out there, I'm going to play our new jingle for every time one of our new jingle. He donated yesterday. A new jingle for people to donate. All right. So you came back to Virginia and you saw what's going on with gun control. Is that right? Yeah, I've actually lived in Virginia for several years. Um, I moved here about five years ago from North Carolina, and I've just seen the the push for gun gun control steadily get worse and worse. Is that what made you decide to develop um, the Virginia Knights or found the Virginia Knights? Yeah, uh, we just began seeing a lot of – encroachment upon uh i would like to say the limitations placed upon the government by our constitution um and me and a couple guys got together and we said hey uh let's start an organization that focuses on explaining rights to people um and we our initial goal was to focus on minorities because they seem to be left uh they're not exactly as focused on by the nra and such and so we wanted to kind of change the game a little bit and that's what we started doing uh, almost a year ago. And then it just, it got really big, really fast. $5 donation from Rich. There you go. All right. So, um, you founded Virginia Knight. Is Virginia Knights, is that a uh, militia? Uh, it's a militia builder. Um, we build militias. We give them a way to connect across the state of Virginia. Now, why didn't you just join one of the other militias that are already out there or the other Patriot groups that are out there? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, mainly because a lot of the ones I talked to were not interested in the combination of people of color with firearms and white firearm owners, if you want an honest answer. Right. I know the biggest uh, group in Virginia, which is 3% United Patriots, they have a lot of minority members. A lot of them are FUDs, what we like to refer to as FUDs. Um, They're your casual gun owners who um, a lot of the groups I've interacted with are just not 100% serious about what we're doing. Uh, They get together. They have a decent time. Some of them train. A lot of them don't train. They're just a, a social media group. Um, that like to do a lot of talking. I'm gonna have to push on three percent United Patriots because those guys train their asses off, and um, some some do. There, I mean, there's like two thousand of them. <laughs> well, I mean, it all depends. Uh, once again, yeah, some I've said plenty of times. You have a you have an organization or a group. You have a lot of people who claim to be three percenters. Um, well, they're, they're not three. 
center. They're not the three percenters. They're uh, actually a group that works on it. So I'm gonna have to push back on the FUD thing a little bit because All right. they're not really FUDs. <laughs> and I wasn't. I wasn't 100. I wasn't 100 sure who you were. Who yeah, you were directing that towards? That group is definitely not. Uh, they run ARs. They have uh, special operations people. And I wasn't sure exactly who you were who you were speaking yeah, okay. of. I, I thought right. you were speaking more of just the three percenters in general, or the people in Virginia who identify as, "Hey, I'm a three percenter." Yeah, and most of the people in that group are vets. I just wanted to throw that out there so people don't. Okay, I appreciate that. Yes, sir. Talking about that group in particular because I can tell you right now they're definitely not buds and they're well trained. Okay. Yeah, we, we, we actually have a couple guys we work with that are three percenters uh, in Virginia, but I'm assuming you're speaking of a three percenters of Virginia group. So I, I wasn't exactly yeah, sure. Three uh, percent United Patriots of Virginia. Okay. Thank you for the clarification. Yeah. Um, there, there are some, but there's, you're right. There are some that just claim to be three percenters and they don't yes, do any talk on, on Facebook. And that is a real problem. We have to get these people motivated. So, Sticking with Virginia Knights for now, how many members do you guys have? Uh, the last time we counted before um, our social medias were taken down and our privatized list that we have of people who have, have sworn the oath and uh, become involved in the organization, we had right at 8,000 people. Um, but we took a hard hit when our, our main social media was taken down, which helped connect us with a lot of groups. So now is moved to just just private organizations, private groups throughout Virginia. And uh, I know that we have several hundred directly affiliated with us, but several hundred people. But as far as people who took the oath and were connected with us uh, through our pages and groups and stuff, we have no way to really track that right now because uh, we didn't have websites and uh, ways to log it really well because uh, I'm new to the the uh, electronic game and stuff like that. So, yeah, that it should be a lesson learned for every group out there that you be taken out at any moment. Did you yep. get any warnings with Facebook to keep you guys down? Or, I mean, I had had uh, like 30 day bans and stuff like that. Um, but my page had never really been cited. Uh, my admins always ran my pages when my personal account was banned. Um, it was out of the blue. They asked for identity verification a few weeks ago, which I gave them. And then they let me back in my account after like a day. And then the second time they asked for identity, identity verification, I gave it to them and they still won't allow me back into my account. And it's been a couple of weeks now. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, let's move on to the big question in the room. Um, the one that a lot of people got upset about. Uh, you are working with the, or you guys have marched with BLM, BLM 757. Jafari, uh, who's actually going to be on the show on the 12th, so tune in on the 12th to see him. Um, you've marched with those guys. Yes. A lot of people say that the BLM, BLM is a Marxist movement. Uh, why did you march with them? Then we'll hit well, with Marxism or not. When you, a lot of people don't care to differentiate between the BLM movement um, and the BLM national organization, um, the self-acclaimed leaders of that. 
who claim to be Marxist and we don't support him. And when you bring Jafari on, uh, he'll say the same thing as well. Um, we don't support Marxism, but I'm not against standing with a local group who happens to believe that black lives do matter because black lives do matter. Um, and they're not part of national organization. It's just that people for some reason refuse to differentiate between a BLM organization, a national organization and a BLM movement or a BLM thought, you know, black lives matter. Okay. Uh, Jafari has a rocky history with some Patriot groups in, in Virginia. Um, but basically by, uh, turning on them when it was most convenient. Yeah. Uh, I look at it like this, man. Um, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. If he's standing with us, I'm going to stand with, I'm going to stand with him. What happens happens. I've learned in, in my short time involved in this game of politics, basically that anybody can turn on you from your closest friend to someone that you weren't supposed to unite with in the first place. He stood with us on July 4th in support of what we did. Um, and in defiance of governor Ralph Northam, as we flaunted mo multiple firearms that we weren't supposed to have within city limits, um, as a way of physically not complying instead of just chanting, we won't comply. And he stood with us and I had no issue standing with him on particular subjects and particular things. I'll be at the black gun rally there on the 15th. I'll probably be speaking there. Um, if he turns, he turns, it's just a break of the game. Um, and I'm sure you understand that yourself. Yeah. Um, I've been invited to speak there. I will not be able to speak there. Uh, my niece is in town who the, the one with the FPG. So I'm going to spend every waking moment that I can. Hey, I, I get that brother. Much respect. But yeah, uh, Devin Perkins will be speaking there and Maj Soray will also be speaking there. Um, I just won't. Uh, so GOA and three and three up will have representation there. Um, so let me get up. Um, this is a question that a lot of people want to answer. Uh, do you support, a, are you a supporter of the Black Lives Matter movement? And I say I'm, movement yeah. to differentiate between Black Lives Matter movement and the national organization. So let me I'm, first start with the movement. I'm a supporter of the fact that black lives do matter. Um, however, that may be taken, it can be taken how it is. Uh, something I've learned personally, and you can take this how you would like, but a lot of people who sit online and listen to the news, they're taught to think a certain way about somebody else or some other group. I've been at the protest. I've been a part of multiple protests and I continue to see white college kids who identify as Antifa or claim to be Antifa adherents uh, trashing stuff and the Black Lives Matter protesters catching the flack for that when they have strived to be peaceful. I have worked with Black Lives Matter protesters who they're, the very thing they continue to say is we want to be peaceful. We want this to be peaceful. And then some white kid who is in college and spoiled and has nothing better to do bust a window. Um, so when you ask me that question, I support the fact that Black Lives do matter. Um, sitting here um, and I support the people that I have personally worked with and stood with. That's the best way I know how to answer that question. Do you support the national organization? Say that one more time. You broke up on me. Do you support me. the national organization, Black Lives Matter. No, I, I, 
I've made it clear multiple times that the national organization with their self-acclaimed leaders claim to be Marxist. Uh, I believe one even went so far as to say they were trained Marxist. I've said it before and I'll say it again clearly. I do not support the ideology and I do not support the national organization. All right. All right. That that seems uh, pretty clear. Yes, sir. You um, are a self-proclaimed boog boy. Correct. Yes, sir. What is a boogaloo boy? A lot of people say that it's a different thing. Uh, the boogaloo in and of itself is an ideology. Uh, it's a belief system. Um, as far as me being a boogaloo boy, it just means that I believe a revolution com- is coming. And um, I believe people should be prepared for it. And uh, I believe in freedom. Uh, I'm sick of a tyrannical government. And I'll stand alongside anybody. Uh, that is attempting to cast aside the chains of a tyrannical government. And so uh, the word boogaloo, the the term boogaloo boy um, has been defined differently by multiple people, multiple groups, multiple organizations. But for me, it boils down to the fact that I support freedom. I'm 100% against tyranny. I'm for all of your rights all the time, and I'll support that 1,000%. That's what it means to me. All right. So you believe that there's a civil war coming? Would you consider yourself I didn't say civil war? Okay, I said revolution. Yes, sir. Revolution. Yeah, there is a different. Well, tell everyone well, what the difference. I, okay, so a revolution is focused on, especially if we go on the physical lines. A revolution is focused on a more alongside of government, uh, fighting against government, and a civil war is just fighting amongst the people. However. And I don't know how to put this, John, the best way, you know, um, but I feel that if a revolution does take place, um, it's going to appear as a civil war because you're obviously going to have party differences and stuff. um, But the intention is not a civil war. The intention is is facing off with the government. All right. So would you consider yourself anti-government? No, sir. I'm not an anarchist. I just believe in extremely limited government. All right. Uh, let's say a revolution breaks out. Who's going to be on what side? That's the question that everybody asks and nobody seems to have the answer to. Um, it's something that you just have to see when it gets there. It's, it's like the question of what happens after a revolution and, you know, what, what takes place. Nobody really has a definitive answer for that. Um, I, it's something that you're just going to have to see. And find out my goal has been uniting people, casting aside the party lines that we're continually confined in, uniting to face the government and say we're sick of the the, the crap, the junk that's going on in our government. Um, and I think it will blow some people's minds when it really comes down to it. Who can unite against the elitist that that uh, run us right now? Yeah, I'm oh. not revolution. I'm for um restoration say that one more time i lost you because somebody started uh, yeah i i'm saying i'm not for a revolution i'm for restoration if that makes any sense restoration of our constitution um i believe that revolution can still be headed uh, or civil war whatever one whatever you want to say can still be head off I think every day it's getting more and more unlikely that we will be able to head off the revolution. 
So let's say if you had your druthers and you could kick off the revolution tomorrow or you can mm-hmm. work on still trying to avoid a, a, a need for a revolution, what would you do? Would you just go ahead and kick it off? Do you think we're so far gone that we cannot avoid it and it's going to happen? So go ahead and, and, and get down? Or do you so- believe that we can avoid it? Hold on one second, my audio. All right. Uh, I didn't know that. Oh, he is back. I thought I scared you, man. No, not my. No, I told you this. Okay, can you repeat that question about uh, heading off a, a revolution and such so I can get my train of thought? I, I told you this wasn't going to be a uh, a uh, cakewalk interview. I, no, you're, you're good, brother. I'm, I'm 100% good. Yeah, okay. Uh, if you had your choice, yes, sir. would you kick off the revolution tomorrow, or, would you, or do you think we can still work on avoiding it? And I've had, I've had that question asked plenty of times, especially by the Vice News people. Um, I believe peace is paramount, and we want peace. We're prepared for a revolution. Um, would I kick off a revolution tomorrow? I look at our history. Um, I look at the, what, 270 years, 250 years, even the past 100 years that we've we've cried for change, we've begged for change. And here recently, we've, we've tried to fight to, to stop gun legislation. We continue to play defense as Americans. Um, and would I kick off the revolution tomorrow? No. Um, do I think it's inevitable? Yes, because I think we're going to continue playing this little game of, hey, let's play defense, let's play defense. And eventually it's just going to get to a point where um, some group fires a shot, some group takes an actual stand, and, and it kicks it off. I mean, it's just like Waco. If something like that were to go down, especially among the 3% community, um, or among the Boogaloo Boys, or groups like that, I think it would kick off a revolution. Am I? Are you asking me? Am I gonna? If I if I had the chance to start the revolution tomorrow, no. Um, people are not ready for a revolution. Um, but do I think it's inevitable? Yes. I think it'll be bloody if it comes. I think that a lot of people have this misconstrued concept of war. War is not a beautiful thing, um, and. I don't think people are truly as ready as they say they are. It's it's as simple as that. Yeah, I, I do believe that it is simple as that. And I also believe that there are steps that have to be taken. It has to be the absolute last ditch thing. It's well, I mean, even 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 like our, our founding fathers, man, they were brilliant. A lot of a lot of the men who who took place in the American took part in the American Revolution were brilliant minds. They had a plan for after. That is the biggest thing that's hurting now. Um, is if somebody wanted to kick off the revolution and sides formed and people started fighting, is what is the plan after that? You know. So I definitely get what you, you know. I, I get what you're saying. All right. So you did a Vice News thing. Um, I've been involved with Vice News stuff in the past. 
uh, more behind the scenes because I didn't we didn't want to go on camera, but uh, making sure that it was fair and doing a little bit of consulting. In the past, they have been fair. Um, I don't think they were too fair to you. I think they it, it could have went a lot worse, but I mean, I think it could have went better. I think they had a um, had a agenda, and I think that showed through. Why did you agree to do the Vive stuff? Well, um, at first, initially, I didn't want to, um, but they talked just a little more, and I said, "Hey, you can come out. You can cover our um, our public muster that we were having in Pennsylvania County um, for Pennsylvania Halifax County." I told them they could cover it. Um, we tried to be careful with who they talk to, um, because you're always going to have somebody who doesn't understand what, what we're here for, what they're here for. And you know how the news media is with that. They were decently fair in their questions the first time. Um, the second time they showed up at our rally on July 4th, um, and they, they talked to who they wanted to talk to. They asked me a bunch of loaded questions. I answered them as best I knew how. Um, any of the time that they spoke with me, uh, videoed me, um, I had a recorder playing as well so that they couldn't twist my words, but so horribly. Um, and I was very careful with how I answered. And we've been sitting here trying our best to take the, the, and you know, it's funny cause, because Boogaloo started as a joke, but we've been trying to take the community in a very positive direction. Um, we're also doing our best to, to weed out racism. And after talking with several of my team members, we figured it would be a it would be a great way to get the word out that, you know, we're we're not racist. And well, we I think that to... did come across loud and clear in the vice thing. I will say that. And and it was it was just what something something we really want to do. So we agreed to it. Um, we already knew their history. Uh, we've watched multiple videos and read multiple art, articles and, and how biased they tend to be. Um, Tess Owens has covered a lot of this stuff. She's she's got some interesting ideas. Um, they put a new uh, reporter on us last time. Um, something that'll be released later, where they just asked us question after question after question after question. And I think they're going to incorporate that to another video. Um, but someone who was new to the militia idea, the militia movements, um, the Boogaloo movement, and such, and we might see a little more fair reporting from them. Uh, but it was it was our chance to, to get out and say some things that need to be said. So yeah. we just you take the good with the bad. Uh, they did something on Three Percent United Patriots, and they were really fair. Um, they've also sought out uh, 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 what is his name, uh, Chris, uh, General Blood Agent, uh, which I think he makes everyone in the Patriot community look bad. And I have no qualms about saying that. Uh, and they sought him out as well. And uh, they just bought his stuff, hook, line, and sinker. Um, well, that's their goal. I mean, I mean, any news media's goal is is to either paint a group as bad or find division in that group so that they can create another story. Yeah. Um, so that is true. Uh, you're young. Do you get a lot of pushback because of your age? 
as far as support, question here, I got some questions out there for you. Okay. As, as, for, as far as support groups, um, a lot of the people that support me or that support the Second Amendment, I've had no issue as far as the age is concerned. The haters, that's one of the first things they love to attack is my age. And I'm talking about people that are anti-Second Amendment or anti-us having AR-15s, 40-round uh, mags, 60-round drums, etc. cetera. Uh, they love to attack my age first. But as far as the people involved in the Second Amendment movement, personally, I've not experienced an overabundant amount of, of hatred for my age. All right. Uh, Corey wants to know uh, what you think of us reapers. All right. Can I think, all right, I'm trying to figure out what the video is doing because it's swapping back and forth from you to me to you to me. Oh, I'm doing that. Oh, okay. I was confused for a second. Sorry. Okay. Um, what do I think of, of the three percenters? And, and I said that a while ago, um, a little bit ago, I think the three percenters have been overrun, uh, with a lot of people who aren't, and I'm talking about three percenters in general who aren't willing to actually do what it takes. Um, I've met some great three percenter guys. I think some of them are serious, but I think, uh, with my personal experience, I think they've become overrun with a bunch of casual gun owners who want to have a group to socialize with. Um, and it's sad because I've met some great three percenter guys, um, that are not racist. Um, they're willing to do what it takes. They're veterans, but also at the same time, I've met a lot that are just your casual gun owners. I have nothing against the three percenters in general. Um, it'll just be interesting to see who stands where when that day comes. Uh, it's definitely interesting. I think uh, that answers their questions. Would you consider yourself a three percenter? Uh, well, the concept for three percenters, and correct me if I'm wrong, comes from the fact that they believe that three percent of the colonials stood up to fight the British. Is that correct? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, that's kind of that's. Uh, I and I know people are going to say, "Oh, that's not true." Three, it it wasn't three percent, uh, but it, but yeah, that's kind of the. But idea. that's the concept. Yeah. Make the, um, make the difference. Uh, it's, it's started by Mike Vandevroe. Actually, started the concept. Uh, Mike was a great, great guy. He passed away a couple of years ago. Um, I guess about like three, four years ago now. Which wow, it's a long time. But he actually started through uh, the concept through his blog, Sipsy, the Sipsy's Irregular. Uh, Sipsy's Irregular, and uh, it spread from there. The whole idea. But yes. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, as far as considering myself a three percenter, um, that's hard for me to, for me to answer because at the end of the day, I know that the, the serious three percenters are going to align with people like me and others other like-minded patriots of America. Um, but as far as considering myself a three percenter, I mean, I'm not part of the organization. All right. Well, 3%ers isn't really an organization. There's a lot of organizations out there that are three percenters up, whether it's a 3% United Patriots, three percenters original, um, EP3, which is American Patriot, three percenters. Um, there's lots yeah, of different. I, I get that. I get that. I, I don't, it's hard for me to say that I consider myself a three percenter uh, because saying it, I mean, I don't know how many people would stand up against the government. I don't know what percentage or what group. I obviously know which side the serious three percenters are going to be on, and I know which side we're going to be on. And a lot of our motives align. That's the best way I know how to, to answer that. I'm not sitting here and saying, hey, I'm not a three percenter because I don't like them, but neither can I say I am a three percenter. You understand what I'm trying to say? 
yeah, would you consider yourself a leader? And I know these questions are rapid fire. No, you're good. I, I'm not I, good. I want to get these questions out because these are the questions I see asked about you on forums and Facebook groups and just comments everywhere. So uh, would you consider yourself one of the leaders in the Boogaloo movement? The Boogaloo movement has no leaders. Um, you know, a lot of us like to hell Duncan Lemp uh, because he was murdered. Um, so no, I wouldn't consider myself a leader. Uh, a representative that's widely accepted by a lot of uh, Boogaloo-minded individuals, yes, I would consider myself a representative. Um, and there's been people that have brought up the idea of, of organizing a little more and creating leaders, uh, but the Boogaloo movement has no leaders, so no, I'm not a leader of the Boogaloo movement. Yeah, I don't think the Boogaloo movement, um, having leaders would be bad. Have you ever seen my rifle, my Boogaloo rifle, the Boogaloo? No, I, I haven't. Let's check it out. But there you go. Oh, beautiful, man. I like it. It's uh, K-E- KA Customs did, uh, did it for me. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm banned from Instagram as well, so I kind of can't see anything right now. Okay. Uh, here is another question. Uh, back on the 5th or 6th of uh, July, and actually later than that, uh, there was a, a Black Lives uh, Matter march, and you marched with them in Richmond. The 25th of uh, July. 25th. There was a lot of bad stuff that went down. A lot of rioting yes. afterwards. Yeah. Uh, the mayor of Richmond said it wasn't the Black Lives Matter movement. It was the Boogaloo movement that infiltrated the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, what is your response? Um, for one, there was only two of us Boogaloo boys there that night. Um, and my face was shown clearly. I didn't hide my face. My face. I will support the mayor in saying that it was not a lot of the Black Lives Matter activists, um, the people of color who were marching on the front line with me. I also will state that I left at 10.50 p.m. from that. The, there was an Antifa crowd marching behind us under a flag. Some altercations began taking place because um, I'd rather spit on Antifa than look at them because they continue to cause trouble here. Obviously, we're all anti-fascist. The majority of, like, we're not for fascism, uh, but these kids are college kids, and the majority of them are fools and are bored, so they have to trash stuff to get their little bit of excitement. So there was some altercations uh, when we found out they were behind us in the crowd. They were dressed all in black, had their faces covered, but you could tell they were white kids. And we decided to part ways from that. For up to that point, it was a peaceful march, peaceful protest, very well organized by whoever was running it. Um, we stood in the front with the BLM 757 group and Queen, who was part of the viral photo that's been passed around quite a bit. Um, and we left at 10.50 p.m. Um, after that, I was eating McDonald's probably 11.20, almost 30 miles outside of Richmond, and stuff started hitting the fan. Somebody somebody set a dump truck on fire. Um, it was declared an unlawful assembly, if I remember correctly. Um, they began smashing windows, stuff like that. It was totally ridiculous. But I can verify that a lot of it is not these BLM activist groups. Um, it also wasn't Boogaloo Boys because the one the one guy that was with me, um, we were the only Boog Boys there, and we left before any of that stuff started. So what do you think? I, the mayor you guys? Say say again, come again. Why do you think the mayor blamed you guys? 
I believe that he needed to validate his own position um, because he has a lot of hate in Richmond. And I believe it was a chance for him to say, hey, um, I'm a mayor. I'm a black mayor and I'm going to call out white people. Um, and he looked for the most readily visible group he could call out, which was two white guys marching on the front alongside of BLM 757. Um, and and that's what that's what he went for. Uh, he has no proof. There is no videos. There is nothing that could incriminate us because we weren't even there when that stuff took place. Um, he also failed. Uh, he needed somebody to blame besides VCU kids. Yeah, I think it was mostly Antifa that did all the uh, rioting there to begin with us, like Seven Hills Antifa. Oh, my. Oh, don't don't even get me. And and I need to send you some pictures later because we, we stopped several things from happening to, to private businesses and buildings as well. And I say that clearly, and I'm not ashamed of it. Um, they pepper sprayed a, a black female that was with us. The first words out of their mouth, these these Antifa white college kids, the first words out of their mouth was, you're standing with Mike Dunn? That's how much they hate me, and I'm proud of it because I, I have nothing but disgust for them. Yeah, I'm on their list too, so I wouldn't really worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, now getting back to the whole Boogaloo thing. Uh the ATF is monitoring Boogaloo. There's any alerts about uh, people wearing Hawaiian shirts and everything. Do you think that their uh, that their um, focus is on the wrong people? Yeah. Um, out of all the times we've associated, and obviously a lot of your Boogaloo boys come from militias. Um, they can name what three incidents, four incidents. No, no, let's, let's go wide. Let's say eight incidents that have taken place that were in association to someone who said, Hey, I'm Boogaloo. Um, and there's thousands and thousands of us out there, but yet we continue to see destruction, um, by other groups. Um, usually white kids under the Antifa flag or claiming to be Antifa adherents. And there's no focus on them. And that boils down to the fact it's the same type of focus they put on constitutionalists. Um, it's the same type of focus they put on three percenters. Uh, we're getting this, the same type of focus. Uh, if you're a patriot and you're standing up for your country and your freedom and, and sporting the very thing that they want to take away from you, which is firearms, you're going to be put on a watch list. You're going to be deemed a threat. Uh, and that's once again, that's just the breaks of the game. So, yes, I do think they're focusing on the wrong people. Um, but it's just something we have to accept. Uh, we try to fight it. We try to combat it. Uh, it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Now, uh, here is a, another question that I have for you. Um, yes, sir. When Facebook took down all the Boogaloo stuff, do you think that was because of pressure from the left to take down like any groups that are not left leaning? I think that we've seen that repeatedly across social media uh, networks. First of all, I'm gonna say that the Boogaloo is neither left nor right. A lot of the Boogaloo adherents are neither left nor right. Um, a lot of them are, are libertarians um, or what they consider themselves to be centralist. Um, but for some reason they like to paint us as all right or far right, which we're not, we're not all right. I have some ideas from the right. I have ideas from the left. A lot of the people I work with they have ideas from both sides. I feel that 
we've continued to see censorship from social media um, directed towards um, people that oppose the majority of leftist ideas. All right, gotcha. Uh, question from Chris Ramos. Uh, do you have any association with the people that were arrested in Vegas a couple weeks ago? I'm not going to comment. That's uh, that's ongoing. Um, as far as I believe one of them was busted with, with well, I'll, I'll comment. I believe that one of them was busted with uh, child pornography charges, uh, which is ridiculous. Um, once again, it's, it's people that claim the boogaloo and then went and did something stupid. Um, something you'll find among the boogaloo community is wood chipper goes burp. And that's what we believe pedophiles belong in. So I'm going to make that a clear statement. Uh, if that guy has is, is truly been involved in, in pedophilia, um, he belongs in a wood chipper. Um, as far as their, them conspiring to throw Molotov cocktails into a crowd of police, uh, it didn't happen. And they claim the boogaloo, but does the boogaloo claim them? Do you see wide groups, big groups of boogaloo members uh, or boys that say these guys are ours? No, you'll actually find where they've posted the guy's picture that was involved in the the pictures of, of underage kids, underage uh, girls and stuff, um, saying that he, should, he belongs in a wood chipper. So as far as association, no, I don't associate with them. Yeah, I think uh, with any type of big movement, that's one of the issues that you can have a lot of people who just claim, especially a loose movement that's uh not it's anyone could be a boogaloo boy i guess yeah i mean if, if you just don a hawaiian shirt and carry a gun i made the joke to vice news about finding the shirt on sale and putting it on and they actually wrote that in the article which was hilarious um but anybody can do it uh but it really boils down to is the movement claiming them or are they just claiming the movement yeah i can i, I can definitely understand that and i think that might be a, a little bit of an issue that a lot of people run, um, but yeah. So that is one question that we wanted to get out, uh, and someone brought it up. Okay, where do you see the movement going from here? Um, so I work directly in a group, and I won't state what platform it's on because it's kept very hush hush. But there's about 800 members, um, and they're working on turning it into more of an organization-like thing. Um, and as far as Seeing a direction for it, um, it's really meant to be a last line of defense against the government. Uh, I see the chance of um, a party. Um, I see the chance of, of people entering government with Boogaloo Association um, to still, once again, to, to go back to something you said previously, to still try to avoid a war. Um, and work on changing it from within, uh, which we haven't had much hope with that from years and years ago. Uh, but once again, exhausting those resources, I think I see the possibility of it becoming a party in the United States. Um, but I'm not going to sit here and say, uh, uh, I see it only going to war and that's it. No, I, I think I think it's got a good possibility of becoming an actual separate party in the United States. Are you worried about being put on a watch list for some of your uh, views? I can't really be worried about it if I'm already on one, right? Uh, so I'm not worried about being put on one. Uh, am I worried about being on one currently? Uh, it's something I've had to come to grips with and just accept. Um, I know I'm watched. Uh, and 
there's been times that I've sat here and thought, you know, man, I'm 19 years old. I want to have a life. I want to, to make a difference. But at the same time, I signed a contract with the Marine Corps at 17 years old, knowing that I could lose my life any day. Um, and it's just something I've come to grips with. So am I worried about it now? No, not really. Um, it happens. Uh, <laughs> once again, I go back to saying it is what it is. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Um, it's, it's definitely a position that you can be put in um, from being associated with uh, a boogaloo boy with the Hawaiian shirts. Because I've met people who wear the Hawaiian shirts and, I mean, they're not there for, like, a revolution and they don't think a revolution is coming. But they're doing it to stand up uh, for gun rights, basically. Um, yeah, which, I mean, I have no, I go back to saying the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Um, anybody can don a Hawaiian shirt, uh, but everybody knows that the core belief of the Boogaloo is, is a potential revolution. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I can, I can definitely see that. Uh, uh, another question, um, since you have all this media attention on you, have you welcomed it or are you shunning it or like What's your on all the attention that you have on you right now? Initially, I was like, it's kind of cool. You know, somebody has to say what needs to be said uh, because we continue to be silent. Um, We do our work behind the scenes, uh, and I'm going to give credit to Philip Van Cleve of the VCDL, someone I I do admire. Um, He's doing a lot of good stuff. but once again, um, there's a game of politics, and I don't care to play that game of being political. And you can be involved in politics and not be political, if you understand what I'm saying. So when the media started, at first I was kind of like, eh, uh, it's kind of cool. And then I realized, hey, it can be used as a tool. Um, and it can be used to say what needs to be said without playing the politics game. Um, now... Sometimes interviews that I get calls for them and I'm like, yeah, I'm not really interested. And then all the times, I, I guess I could say I'm neutral on it. I'm not someone that's like, oh man, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. And neither am I someone that rejects every call that I get for an interview. Um, so I guess I guess I could answer that question by saying I'm neutral on it. You're neutral on it. But that's that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Uh, here is a situation that is a possibility and you get red flagged yes sir possibility. um i don't think that's uh anything groundbreaking that i'm saying and i think you probably think the same thing what yeah, would happen yeah what would happen if you get red flagged what would you do i mean you get all mm-hmm. your guns taken away and everything uh is there a plan for that uh any type of contingency plan if you get like thrown into jail because you know they think you're a threat um do you have well, any plans to contend with that as far as the red flag goes um anything like that is probably going to go along with a, a no-knock search warrant uh and my goal as far as myself which I, I move around quite a bit um i stay in several different places um, but my goal with that is to hold them off. Uh, if they enter my house, if I'm able, I have plans concerning that. Uh, 
is to hold them off until help can arrive. Um, I've got boys on standby that would be here, uh, be at any place I'm at within an hour, um, two at the most. Um, I can keep them out of my out of my out of my direct room um, and hold them off while I wait for a lawyer. And I'm willing to discuss this. It, it doesn't bother me because I know they they already know this stuff. Um, so obviously they're probably gonna have different plans. Uh, so I definitely have plans as far as being no knock. Um, it's definitely a possibility. As far as you want to jail, uh, I have lawyers and I've got really good friends, um, that I count on. I know that if they red flag me and somehow got me and, and put me in jail, that I would have people show up at that jail. Um, and I even have a, people that would be willing to, to do something about it. And, and I love that. Um, it, it's awesome. Um, but it's also a scary thought too. At the same time, uh, I'm willing to accept whatever comes my way. I'm willing to, to continue standing for freedom. I do not fear jail. I do not fear prison. Um, I'm still going to stand up for what's right. So as far as having a plan, I have several plans concerning several different situations that I could be put in. Uh, either way, I accept the outcome because I chose to walk this path and I'll deal with the repercussions of walking this path, regardless of what that may be. Very, uh, very well thought out question. It seems like you've thought about that for a while. Yes, sir. Uh, I mean, it's, it's something from, from the minute I understood that I was po probably possibly under investigation to knowing that I'm definitely on a watch list. Uh, it's something I've just, you had, I've had to come to accepting terms with, uh, you, you keep know, on I saying, have a will. You keep you on saying <laughs> watch list. Uh, what type of watch list are you on? Uh, you know, there's plenty of watch lists out there, uh, but I mean, I'm, I'm a Boogaloo boy. I'm decently well-known. Uh, I'm sure I'm considered a, a threat. Uh, so as far as what type of watch list am I on, uh, how many do they have? I'm sure I'm on one of them, at least. So, Have you had anybody tell you that you are on a watch list, or are you just, a, you're just a I've been, assuming? Well, I look at it like this. I've had the FBI interview me, uh, so it stands to reason that I'm on a watch list. The, uh, uh, tell us about that. I didn't know about I, that. I'm going, to, I'm going to refuse to comment, just like I did with with Vice. Um, just know that they are there, and they do talk to you. They do listen, um, and the feds love to make contact with somebody they deem a potential threat. Interesting. Interesting. So they've deemed you a potential threat, though. I mean, I'm a boo boy. That's that. That's considered a threat. So. Are you a threat? This is one of my last questions. I'm a, I'm a patriot. Um, and the same thing I told Vice News and the same thing I've told many people is, sadly, being a patriot and standing up for freedom gets deemed you a terrorist, um, gets deemed you a potential threat. You're, you're considered a potential threat. Um, if that's what I'm deemed for standing up for freedom mm -hmm. and standing up for America and loving my country uh, and believing in people's rights, um, then I accept that, that name proudly and with honor. So am I a threat? I'm a threat to tyrants. And I hope that anybody who watched this, John, I hope you yourself consider yourself a threat to tyranny. I hope you consider yourself a threat to tyrants because one day when I do die, uh, whether I die peacefully, whether I get killed, whether other things take place, um, I want to be known as, as, as the young man who hated tyranny with a passion. And if that, if that means that, that I'm a threat, then yes, I am a threat to tyranny. And regardless of whether it's just me 
or the ideals that I preach or the freedom that I believe in, um, we as patriots, we as Americans are a threat to tyranny. Very, uh, that's a very good answer. And uh, it, I know you have to walk a fine line. Yes, sir. Um, there is a fine line where if you say the wrong thing, it could be very bad. Could be, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, uh, I understand what you are saying. Um, I just want to throw out this out there one more time for anyone who goes. Uh, we got one patch left uh, of these for ten dollars. Super chat donation. Our five dollars can get you either that one. We have one of these left, and we have a bunch of these left. Uh, they're limited edition, no quarter patches. Five dollars through super chat or my Patreon at patreon.com slash uh, John Crump will get you one of those. Um, and all money goes to my niece Bella. We also have a PayPal at paypal.me slash uh, John CC. Um, Getting back to what we have been talking about with, um, where do you see your life going? Once again, that's the, that's a question that I really don't know how to answer because I see two paths. Um, well, actually, I see three paths. I, I see the possibility of me red flag, uh, being served a no-knock warrant, um, and performing a, a 60 round drum dump. Uh, into intruders in my home who don't announce who they are and kicking my door, which I totally support doing, by the way. Um, I see that turning out where I die. Uh, I see it turning out where I go to prison for the rest of my life, uh, which is definitely a possibility. Um, and then I see the possibility of, of, of running for public office and trying to be a change with them. Once again, going back to that last, just trying to make a change without going to war. Um, I see. I definitely see a possibility from that angle as well. We need more young people involved um, who can relate to, to the other young people of our generation and someone who is not AOC and how airheaded she is. Um, so I see that possibility as well. Where do I want my life to go? I simply want to make a difference before I leave this earth. Whether I leave this earth at 19 years old or I live a full life and leave this earth at 80 or 90 years old, I want to make a difference. I want to have a positive impact on people. Um, and I want to see the America that I love stand strong uh, stand beautifully and and freedoms for everybody. Um, that's what I want to see with my life. So I can't really give you a timeline and say this is what I want to do. This is what I want to see. You know? How can we turn things around? Is there any way? That's hard to say. Um, once again, going back to just trying. Uh, I think we need to take an aggressive stance on legislation. Something I got to give. And once again, the Philip Bank leaving the VCDL. Uh, we've got to take an aggressive stance on legislation. Uh, I continue to see this this trend where we play defense all the time. Laws are introduced and we defend them and then we compromise. I'm sick of the compromising um, because compromising means we lose ground. Um, we don't gain any. Every compromise that we've had with, with gun legislation, we've lost ground. Um, and I, I harp on gun legislation a lot because it's, it's the only gun gun rights, limitations placed upon the government, restricting them from from banning our use of firearms is the only thing that's going to help anything else that, that we talk about. Um, I think a change might possibly could be made if, if we really get some people elected who stand for freedom, who are not here for a party, 
who are not here based on their party identity, but here based on their freedom, based on the fact that they support freedom. I think that's the yeah. only, only possible way we could see we could see some change. Do you have any need for politicians that that do support freedom? Say this one more time. Do you have any names of politicians you would support? Let, let me let me ask this. Uh, do you have any names of politicians who are lovers of freedom and who are not playing this party game? Almost, almost. I would say not at least 95% of the politicians in office are playing a party game. Um, they're there to act tough and inevitably, especially on the right, compromise. So, no, I'm not going to sit here and name a politician and say, hey, uh, as far as at your local levels, your state levels, I will say that Joe Jorgensen has some brilliant ideas. Um, she's running for president uh, on the libertarian ticket. Um, I won't sit here and say, hey, I endorse her, I support her fully. She's got some great ideas, and she doesn't really care what anybody thinks uh, as far as being against her or hating on her. I respect that, uh, but you'll find that the majority of the people involved in our politics are playing a party game. Uh, John Parsons gave us $10. Do you want this patch? It's the last one left, John. It's yours if you want it, or you can uh, get uh, a two-pack. I know you already have one of these, but you can get a two-pack of these too. Uh, just let me know. Um, either one is yours. I think Rand Paul is a good candidate out there. I'm watching. I'm watching him and, and I'm learning. Um, I keep an eye on him. Uh, I would have to agree with you. Sorry. It's my lawyer. I have lawyers calling me. <laughs> yeah, it's a it, good lawyer. A very, very good lawyer. Um it probably has something, a story or a lawsuit or something like that. So I will call him back after that. Uh, we are almost uh, done here. All right, John, I'll get your address from the patches. I'll get this out to you. So John is getting that patch. There's no more of these left. There's no more of these left. Chosen green. So there you go. Um, we still have this one left for five dollars and we have plenty of these left for five dollars too this is my own design here no quarter for tyrant because virginia's motto is six cent for tyrannus thus always to tyrants i like it yeah so it's kind of like a pirate talk for that with the uh it was actually robert uh, not robert uh, roger frames idea for the pirate flag he said you got to make a pirate flag kind of Combined his idea with my idea and the Virginia State flag and got that. Alright, um, I will let you go here. I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for uh, having the me. version will be up shortly um, tonight. Um, but uh, I want to tell everyone to go ahead and buy my book, uh, crumpy.com slash giants. I will give you the last word. Um, there is a GoFundMe for my niece at crumpy.com slash GFM. We'll redirect you to the GoFundMe instead of having a big, long 
list uh super chats are active which i've been saying i have a patreon my patreon is patreon.com slash john crump all funds go to my niece if you want to join goa you can go to gunowners.org slash black one dash one dash media and you can go ahead and join up we have a facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash goa um as i said before oh yeah by the way uh if you go to black one tactical slash com uh and you've code liberty you get 10 percent off um we are sponsored by gun critic and gun streamer you can go to gunstreamer.com or you can go to guncritic.com guncritic.com there um yeah uh, that is all i have I uh, just want to thank everyone out there for watching. I'm going to have Mark Robinson on probably next week. Jafari Jones. I have someone from the Daily Caller tomorrow, which would be interesting. You can follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Real John Crump. Hit that thumbs up and always subscribe. And Mike, you have the last word. I just want to say thank you for having me on. Uh, it's been good. And I want to encourage, encourage people out there that if you know a young person involved in the 2A uh, fight, um, encourage them. Uh, give them constructive criticism. Don't sit there and, and tear them down and, and tell them they're, they're, no good. they're not worth it. They're stupid. They're young. Give them some constructive criticism and build them up because they need it. I need it. We all do because we're the ones that's going to continue this battle after you're gone. Well, um, you know, I support you. And you know, I'm, I'm there for you. <laughs> I, I know John and I definitely appreciate it and uh, we'll be in Richmond on the 18th as well. Uh, we'll be meeting at the Capitol. We'll probably march to the VCU Center where the special uh, session is taking place. Um, I'll have plenty of words for Ralph Northam and uh, say some things that need to be said for people come out being part of it. And just remember, six Semper Tyrannus, that's always to tyrants. All right. That is good. Uh, I just want to remind everyone, I know I'm going to give you the last one. I will give you the last one. No, you're good. But uh, right now, uh, there there's been a lot of stuff going around about like certain gun control bills being um, being introduced during the special session and everything else. Right now, I just want to say we don't know what's being introduced. I don't want to be the boy that cries wolf, so I just want to throw that out there. We're not sure what's going to be introduced, but it is possible that there some type of gun control introduced. We just don't have any sign of that right now and it might be because of the whole corona thing and uh the whole cop thing come over here um that there might not be but we don't know for sure um but we will find out uh and i'm gonna give you the last word here so say bye say hi how can people follow you how about that um, I'm, sadly, my Facebook got taken down, but I'm on uh, YouTube under Mike Dunn. Just type in Mike Dunn and select the channels option. Uh, I'm on Twitter at MD, as in Dunn, Freedom Booms. Um, I just started a Twitter account. i already amassed quite a few haters on it um, from the local Seven Hills Antifa and such. Um, but I look forward to seeing whoever comes out on the 18th. Uh, and regardless of whether we cry wolf or not, Governor Northam is a tyrant. And it's our duty as American citizens to stand against him. Um, he's guilty of treason and breaching the Constitution. So yeah, I, I love you. I don't want you to thank you guys. 
I just don't want people saying, hey, you said there's gun control, there's no gun control. And the next time when I say gun control, then they're like, oh, they're probably Nobody should. No, I, I get it. I get it. Um, just know that always in the back of a liberal's mind, um, there's there's a gun control idea back there. So we're going to combat that. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Mike, uh, you have a good day and uh, we are out of here.